Hi, it's Greg and Lucky. And this is our podcast. If you don't catch us from 5 to 9, this is what you missed. There could very well be another war breaking out, this time between Britain and the U.S. In the States, a chemist just published a book called Steeped, the Chemistry of Tea. Ooh. And she argues the perfect cup of tea requires a small pinch of salt. She claims it cuts the bitterness a little and makes it taste better. But now people in England are pissed. One woman said, I guess we're going to war again. <laughs> <laughs> Even the U.S. Look out, Boston Harbor. That's right. Um, okay, but don't the, the, the British add tea sometimes or a lemon to their tea as well? Would it just a... That would be some of the bitterness, not not salt necessarily, but I don't know that I've ever heard. I mean, I know that if you um, if you have a hot toddy, right, you'll have tea and lemon and a shot of whiskey. Gotcha. <clears throat> but I don't know as a general rule right. they put because I think coffee is certainly more bitter than tea is. True. <clears throat> My dad, when he used to brew coffee, he would dump a little salt in with the coffee grinds. Salt, really? To uh, take out some of the bitterness of the coffee. Hmm. But I've never heard of, of tea being uh, bitter. Anyhow, the U.S. Embassy in London felt compelled to put out a statement. They said, remember, that's our people's drink, and uh, we're not happy about this. We want to ensure the good people of the U.K. that the unthinkable notion of adding salt to Britain's national drink is not official United States policy <laughs> and never will be. <laughs> They ended with a little joke, twist of the knife. The U.S. Embassy will continue to make tea in the proper way, by microwaving. <laughs> <laughs> so hopefully they'll be able to keep down the uh, the arms. Right. And it's uh, National Irish Coffee Day. So if you ever wanted to uh, sneak a little whiskey into your coffee at work, today's the day to do it. And most, when asked, say they enjoy occasionally a little booze in their coffee. Bailey's probably the number one go-to. Right. Remember for a while when we'd go out for a, a nice meal, I'd always wrap it up with an Irish coffee. That was kind of my dessert. Yeah, well, those are the dessert coffees, right? Yeah. yeah. And many are into the espresso martinis these days. That's, mm -hmm. that's gotten very trendy. I saw we were at a restaurant uh, the other day, and they had uh, like an espresso martini on tap. Oh wow! <laughs> like it was, they had the espresso maker. It was going all the time, and they just—I uh, guess it was one of their specialties—and they just tapped this thing. They funnel it. As much as I enjoy a drink, and God knows I enjoy a drink, I have the martinis—I've had them. I, it's not a go-to. I, I really don't enjoy them that much. Mm. It's just a big glass of booze, <laughs> and, and which generally would sound right up your alley. You would think. But, but I get hammered on them fast. Well, because it is just a big jug yeah. of booze. Now, I, I, yeah. You know, Maria enjoys them, and we have friends that really enjoy them. Well, I, I mean, I assume then they're not going for the, the straight martini or vodka or gin. Like, it's more one of those flavored martinis. Yeah, I think Maria will likes the espresso martini. And, and I know Daniel, uh, our oldest, uh, fancies himself a uh, drink connoisseur, and so he'll... Whip up fancy martinis. Right. Mm, but I've, I've seen her put back a couple of vodka martinis. Oh, okay. When she's trying to drink me pretty. <laughs> <laughs> Would you like another one, sweetie? You keep funneling those oh, yeah. to her. But, there, but, but there's a window. I need I, olives. I got I to gotta get her home quick. There's a real window. Uh, because it's Irish Coffee Day, people were talking about coffee in general. And just our love affair with the murky water. Boy, oh, boy. 
Most of us drink coffee every day. The most common answer of how much is one or two cups. Yeah. But there are people who say they put back six cups a day. Craziness. Well, I, I've seen I've seen the lineups. Yeah. Oh, yeah, there are people, we know them, that cannot ha- not have a coffee cup in their hand. But, and, and that is fine if, if it's, uh, you know, it, it is addictive and if it's your vice. Sure. I, the thing that I don't understand, and I, I fully admit I am not a coffee drinker, but I don't understand the brand loyalty, mm. uh, to it and the inability to make one at home every now and then. <laughs> <laughs> like, listen, I love a beer. And I love going to the pub and having one, but I can also just crack one open at home. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and 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 on a game day on a Sunday, yeah, that'll do it for me. I don't have to go out and get it at the pub. Yeah. But you know, Christmas morning when there's a lineup, you know, twelve cars deep, and you think, why? Why can't you can't just make one day? Yeah. You can't have one at home. It's it's an odd, it's a thing. I guess it's it's just a habit and uh, hard to shake. The most annoying thing I've ever seen in uh, in couples, and you'll see it like at a Costco or in the mall, when a, a man and a woman are like dressed like twins and both walking around with Tim Hortons cups in their mm-hmm. hands. It's noon on a Saturday. How much coffee do you need that you right. need to be walking around the mall? And, and, and the moms waiting at schools for their kids, stuck in that forever pose with the resting bitch face. Yeah. The purse over the one arm, the coffee in the other, the cell phone. It's an odd look. You know, like, I like iced tea. I, I, I really like, uh, like sweet tea, I guess it would be for the Americans, but it, it, I like that nest tea or, or flavored iced teas. Yeah. But I mean, if I had to go from store to store, just to get Snapple, because that's the only one I would drink. <laughs> yeah. At some point, you look at me and go, you're absolutely ridiculous. Just drink the Tim tea. Well, yeah, we've had this conversation before, the addiction to Tim Hortons and how people would drive past a thousand different coffee shops right. to get to Timmy's or diners. And and I remember when my kids played hockey and somebody was going on a Timmy's run and God forbid you showed up with O'Donuts coffee. Right. They'd look like you just farted beside them. <laughs> it's coffee. Just drink it. Uh, over half of us will hit a coffee shop this week. Almost all make coffee at home at least once a week. Well, there you go. So maybe it is happening. Um, the energy boost isn't the top reason we drink it. We like the way it tastes. We need the caffeine. We think it makes us more productive. We like the health benefits. And it suppresses our appetite. Right. Not listed in there is status. It's just a bit of a, a flex and oh, a status. If you I, got a if you got a Starbucks, I got to show up with my Starbucks cup. Yeah, or yeah. Uh, or a Timmy's cup. I couldn't couldn't possibly just drink it out of a, a plain styrofoam cup. Yeah, a a family friend who comes from some money, uh, you know, Starbucks is just her go to. She can't, and she's got like at home all Starbucks mugs and Starbucks equipment and. <laughs> But she's not annoying to you at all. I, I barely see her, thankfully. <laughs> um, very few of us take our coffee black now. It's way down over the past uh, couple of years. Yes, because we've all become children. <laughs> Growing adults are like 12-year-olds who need to have the sugar and cream and the fluffy stuff on top. Coffee is meant to get into your gut. It's two things. It wakes you up and it makes you poop. That's... <laughs> That's all it's supposed to. It's not supposed to be a treat. It's a diuretic. Right. 
Sugar is still the top sweetener. And the average is three packets. There again. What? We are insane. That's the average. It's your road to diabetes. Welcome, diabetes. Yeah. <laughs> a dude in the midst of a divorce in his 20s decided he was going to get back at his uh, in-laws by stealing all his father-in-law's life savings. Now, his father-in-law has been saving dough in a safe and had up to $2 million inside of this safe. Why he's been saving it in a safe and not in a bank, I do not know. Right. Okay. Well, there's, there's some people generationally or sometimes uh, uh, through their ethnicity that don't trust banks, mm. don't use them. I mean, you had the safe, so. How do you not? Okay. Uh, how how do you, it's like people who say they don't have a credit card. How do you buy a house? How do you do anything if you don't have a bank? Well, I guess if you get $2 million in cash. I guess. But if somebody showed up at my doorstep with $2 million in cash and said, I want to buy it. Well, wait, hold on. If somebody showed up with $2 million in cash at my, my doorstep, I'd I'll take it. grab that briefcase and run. Anyhow, the uh, the old man had this $2 million bucks in a in a safe. And the uh, soon-to-be ex- Son-in-law thought, I'm going to screw you over, and he stole it, stole it all, and then reported it to the cops that there had been a break-in. And, of course, the cops immediately thought, this doesn't seem right, so they kept an eye on him and noticed he started making some large purchases shortly after the theft. Is this guy never watched Goodfellas? I guess not, huh? (laughs) That's rule number one. Lay low. Pink Cadillacs, fur coats. What's going on here? Yeah. Uh, so he's unemployed, but he was somehow able to uh, buy a new ATVs, a brand new Harley. <laughs> He'd go and buy stuff for 30 bucks and tell the people that uh, sold him stuff to uh, keep the change. That's great. He always paid in cash, and that turned out to be his undoing. His father-in-law had been saving for decades, and most of the money was in older-style bills. Employees at the stores confirmed that he used old bills and said they smelled musty. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I'm. I'm not claiming uh, by any means that this guy is a genius, but um, but there are many holes. It sounds like in this plan. Like, how, why does he report the break in at his father-in-law's place? Right, right, and not not the father-in-law. Right, he should just sit back and be quiet. And right, for the father. He could have gone months, maybe, because the father-in-law. Probably isn't in the safe every day. Yeah, well, or maybe he is. Maybe that's how he saved up that much money. Just ten by every ten a day, he puts ten bucks in. Yeah, maybe. But but yeah, if you were to do that, then you would just take it and sit on it and just wait it out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, this guy's not bright. Here's the other sign that shows he's a moron. He's in the middle of a divorce and he's already got a girlfriend. <laughs> And he took the money to take care of his new girlfriend. Of course. Yeah, the two of these are a couple of spare tires, these two. Anyhow, uh, he got charged, and did she, the girlfriend, because it turned out she knew where the money was coming from. So oh. I'm not saying this new relationship has legs. <laughs> <laughs> it's got prison chains, but not legs. Yesterday, I uh, woke up from my little siesta, looked in the mirror, and said, uh, you need a little grooming. So I gave myself a shave, went and got a haircut. Oh, wow. I think I look about 74 now in that range. <laughs> 74, 75. If I get the right mirror, 73. Right. Anyhow. Yeah, it looks sharp. All cleaned up. Ready, yeah. ready, ready for court, which okay. I have to go to in February. That's right, yeah. Yeah. 
Did I tell you I also finally got uh, dinged with a uh, photo radar ticket? Did you? Well, I don't know if it's me because (laughs) it was December 24th. It just arrived in the mail a few days back. Okay. Christmas Eve. Christmas Eve at about 3 o'clock in the afternoon. It was 61 and a 50. Yeah. It's a $55 fine with $20 fees attached. So 75 bucks. But... I know that on December 24th, Christmas Eve, Daniel and David and I were all out and about running around and we all, I drove, I think for the most part, I drove one car and I think, I don't remember driving the car that got the ticket, but I know they took it out a couple of times. (laughs) I haven't said anything to them about it. I'm just going to pay it and let it go. But I I don't think it was me. And Maria didn't leave the house on Christmas Eve. Okay. So. Well, and, and it would play because they don't live in the area. Right. So they may not know the spots that are normally the the ones yep. to slow down those oh. community safety zones and they're heavy footed a little bit oh you really know the young kids today right actually something that drives me crazy that I've noticed uh, in my neighborhood it's for some time I've noticed this because I live on a corner I have a stop sign there nobody acknowledges that stop sign no they bomb right through it I had one the other day I was stopped. Uh, going straight through on a four-way stop, yeah. and someone like pulling down from the right went right through it and to the right. Yeah. And I'm like, well, no, 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 you still have to stop. Yeah. You, don't, you don't have the right of way in an all-way stop like that. There was a guy, uh, this was a while back now, I was stopped two cars back from him, uh, on, uh, not on the inside lane, on the uh, on the left lane, the the, the, the uh, passing lane, I guess, two-lane two road. We're all stopped at a red light. This guy is stopped. He's fully stopped, and then all of a sudden just decides to go. Oh. And almost T-bones a car going through the green. Stop paying attention. Probably looking down at his phone. Yeah. Yeah, we do some things. My goodness. Can I can I go back to that ticket for one yeah. second, though? Yeah. Because you did say that you were going to just pay it, but then let it go. I'm interested whether or not you'll actually just let that go. And the next time those boys are in town, not somehow bring that up. Well, we did have them over recently for dinner, and I had the ticket already. But I think I had had enough wine that I had forgotten all about it. Maria said that I should have taken a photo of it and shared it on WhatsApp and said, who's responsible for this? Right. But I don't know. I feel bad. Do you get a picture of the car? Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's fully us. Yeah, or it's fully our car. Right. But it doesn't show the back window? Like, you can't see if there's no, a couple just, of people in it or anything? It's too vague. Yeah, you see the plate clear as a bell. Hmm. Which I'm surprised it got me because that poor box just gets beaten. I oh, mean, for sure. spray paint over it all the time. Yeah. Someone has spray painted on the sign, do your job. <laughs> It just, there is so, and I see it every time it's there because it, it comes and goes. They move it around. And, um, Every, every time it's there, within a 48 hours, somebody spray painted over it, and there's some dude there cleaning the paint off. Yeah. Of I know those zones, and, and they are marked as to where they are, and sometimes it's they're coming soon or whatever. Yeah. And I know where they are, and, but there are times where you're just driving along mm. and, and somewhat aimlessly, 
and afterwards you remember, oh crap, <laughs> what was I doing through yeah. that stretch? There's um, uh, there's some roads that you travel on uh, that you know, like for me, this main road, I'm on it two, three, four times a day, so I'm very aware. But I was uh, bombing down, I want to say Anderson towards uh, two in Whitby. Whitby. And again, same as you, like it's a school zone in there and there's a permanent camera. And I was just bombing because I was looking for an address. So I wasn't even aware. And then I, same thing. I'm like, oh, crap. What was I doing? So, yeah, it's a bit annoying. At least they don't get you like they used to. Back in the uh, in the 90s when they first came out with the photo radar, mm -hmm. when I was going up Highway 10 towards Caledon, there was one set up there. And it would be such a flash of white light when it got you. Oh. That it would scare the crap out of you. <laughs> but they've, they've calmed down. You don't even, I don't even think you really notice. Or maybe, see, there's another example of how maybe it wasn't me driving. Right. Maybe you would notice. Would you see a flash in your rearview mirror? Don't, I don't think so. I think because it's, it's not right behind you, directly behind you. Right. Right. It's off to the side, side. On, the, on the side of the road. You'd yeah. have to be looking in your side. Rearview mirror. Yeah. So, anyhow, we'll... Uh, That'll we'll... come up in the midst of a game of Monopoly. Oh, yeah. Ten years from now, I'm sure. <laughs> At some point. You're oh, right. free parking, really? <laughs> Remember! <laughs> plumbers are revealing the strangest things flushed down toilets. I tell you, I applaud plumbers. <laughs> we we had to take the, uh, the piping off of the two sinks in our kitchen... Because we had stuck down one of those, uh, whatchamacallits, to clean them out. The fish, the snake. Snake, yeah. The snakey thing. Try sticking a fish down there to clean it out. It won't work. Probably not. We got the snake stuck down there, so we had to drop the two pipes down to, to, to pull it out. And it, this is just the piping under the sinks. I was, I was dry heaving. Yeah. It stunk so bad. And there really wasn't anything in there. Like, I mean, there was a couple of things we had to clean up. But it wasn't like it was ram full of old food, you know. Yeah. Every now and then gross. I've had to take out a couple of years to take out the, the clean out. Yeah. Oh, it's just. It's horrible. <laughs> it's horrible. Anyhow, these plumbers reveal the stranger things uh, flushed down the toilet. They found Legos down there and rubber duckies. And that's right. probably the kids. Uh, socks down the toilet. Okay. Well, I guess you used it and were embarrassed for anybody to see it. Mm, right. Sex toys down the toilet. Really? Teeth down the toilet. <laughs> <laughs> Turkey bones and Brussels sprouts. Well, <laughs> Teddy Reader would say that's where the Brussels sprouts belong. Probably, but someone uh, is uh, making extra trips to the bathroom in the middle of their meal, I yeah. would imagine. Uh, bananas. The bananas stuck in the Dale pipe. The bananas in the toilet. A pipe stuck inside another pipe. Right. A two-man tent and sleeping bag. <laughs> <laughs> I'm assuming it didn't make it too far down. No. <laughs> uh, one plumber said, I've seen all sorts of weird and wonderful things blocking pipes. Everything from chopsticks to a head of lettuce. Right. Yeah, they, they, they must see just awful, awful yeah. things. Yeah. And thankfully, like, technology, because they've got, like, snakes with, like, cameras on them. Yeah. So they don't have to, like, just reach in with the arm anymore. No, that's at one right. point. That's right. That was the way. I had a plumber in uh, to fix an issue in our bathroom upstairs. And as he was uh, solving it under the sink, he said, here, let me show you a great little trick. I forget now how he did it. Because I think I was complaining about all the hair clogging up the, the yeah. tub and how it was gross to pull that out. He did something where he... He made the water pressure 
come from the sink and somehow he directed it to the to the drain in the tub. Right. Yeah. And it shot out like a cannon. A just black black ooze. <laughs> yeah, it was gross. But my tub was nice and clean. Well, after I spent days cleaning up all that black ooze. Oh. But yeah, there's there's a lot going on. When yeah. do you think it all just goes down the drain in a way? It does not. No, I had to clean mine out a few months ago, and it was it was the hair mixed with the toothpaste. Oh no, that was just in the sink. It was oh. it was like minty bile. Oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> shut up! Just shut, shut up! When David Bowie was 17, he co-founded a society, the Society for the Prevention of Cruelty to Long-Haired Men. Really? He said that long-haired men had always been told to cut their hair and uh, were teased for looking like girls. Eh, This would have been back, I guess, in the late 50s, early 60s, whatever it was. Uh I mean, I remember even in my day... In the 80s, when I had really long hair, and my dad called me Alice all the time. <laughs> That's my son, Alice, he'd say. <laughs> Sweden isn't mentioned in the Swedish national anthem, but it is mentioned in the Polish national anthem since really? they once occupied Poland. Okay. I didn't think Sweden ever got involved in anything, except chocolate and skiing. Yeah. <laughs> the first Swiss army knife was made in... Germany. Right. 1891. German steel. Yeah. There was no place in Switzerland that could produce them. So they made them in Germany. John Elway didn't just play football. He pitched and played right field when he was uh, at Stanford. The New York Yankees drafted him in the second round of the 81 draft. That was five spots ahead of Tony Gwynn, and he's in the Baseball Hall of Fame. Elway got 150 grand for playing for a Yankees minor league team, but then he decided to go to the NFL. Uh, Tom Brady as well was at one point was a, a pitching prospect. Oh, yeah? Yeah. It was Montreal Expos, I want to say. Hmm. I hate those guys. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I hate people who are great at a bunch of different things. I'm just trying to be decent at one. <laughs> uh, a pitcher named Hoyt Wilhelm made his Major League Baseball debut in 1952. He hit a home run at his first at bat. He played for 20 years, total of 400 at bats, never hit another homer. <laughs> But hung in there for 20 years. <laughs> Baseball's great, huh? Imagine the scout that found him. Yeah. Homer the first at bat. He's like, yes! Yeah. <laughs> I told you guys. I got him. The first cereal that offered kids a prize was Kellogg's Corn Flakes in 1909. Wow. People who bought two boxes could send away for a book called The Funny Jungle Land Moving Pictures. At that time, though, they had no idea what else was coming right. cereal-wise. Oh, yeah. He's sitting there with these dry cornflakes. Then someone poured sugar all over them and said, hey, they're frosted flakes. And all I got was my muffets. (laughs) (laughs) Cornflakes would have been a treat at the the Ven Ranch. Uh, What else do we got here for you? Prince. That guy was pretty talented. When he was 19, he released his first album in 1978. The album was called For You. He played 27 instruments on his debut album. What? 27. I guess he played them all. Now, was he just sitting at the keyboard and switching from, like, violins to <laughs> strings, <laughs> bass? You know, you can do that on the keyboards? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. That's pretty talented. Was Triangle one of them? That that seems like a lot of instruments to be playing. When I saw Kid Rock open up for Aerosmith, before I even knew who the hell Kid Rock was, he did this thing on stage where he went around during at some part of the show, and he played every instrument. 
He played the bass. Really? He played the lead. He played keyboards. Yeah. He opted the drum kit. Yeah. He's already turned into a lunatic. He was a pretty talented guy. Mm-hmm. Well, and that happens. I mean, I, I, I picked up several different instruments just because mm. they were laying around when back in the day when the guys would come over and we'd, we'd play in our little band. But 27 instruments is a ton. And there are like insane stories of Prince told by other celebrities mm-hmm. and just like how strange you get, you get an invite. To, I think it was Jimmy, was it Jimmy Fallon? Got invite to play ping pong with yeah. Prince at one point, something like that. He was invited on New Girl because he loved the show. Yeah, he he, he played Prince. <laughs> they went to a Prince party, right. and and, he, and renowned for like showing up at a club at like two in the morning and playing till six a.m. Yeah, yeah, an interesting dude. Dick Cheney's Labrador was banned from Camp David for attacking George W. Bush's Scottish Terrier. <laughs> Dick and his dog love to attack, huh? Oh, I bet. <laughs> Shot him in the face. Yeah. Eric Estrada, if you remember him from Chips. He didn't have a motorcycle license when he was on Chips. Really? Yeah. So were they actually riding? Like, was he breaking the law the whole time? Maybe. Or I mean, did they have it on uh, one of those trailers and they just filmed it that way? Might have been a lot of that. And probably it was all on a sound stage as well, too. So trickery in the TV business. The middle finger... Is known to be an obscene gesture. This one? Yeah, that one. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. you didn't have to show me. We don't. <laughs> oh, all right, just check it. Uh, it's been around for about 2,500 years, but the ancient Greeks developed it as a phallic gesture. Now, it's, of course, it's become a uh, an obscene FU gesture. That's right. I guess it meant a bit of both, right? <laughs> it's gone from come here yeah. to go away. It was gone I wanna, <laughs> violently. I wanted to. Yeah. Yeah. So still kind of, you know. And uh, finally, Hooters got its name from a Steve Martin comedy routine, and I remember this routine. He said, I believe it's derogatory to refer to a woman's breasts as boobs, jugs, Winnebago's, or golden bozos. <laughs> <laughs> he said, you should only refer to them as Hooters. Wow. Hey, have you gotten to the Hooters part of your John Daly book yet? I haven't even started that book oh, yet. Oh, okay. I'm, I'm reading Seth Rogen's book right now. All right. I am looking forward to it, though. Yeah, because at one point, John Daly got into a relationship with Hooters. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. With Hooters waitresses? No, 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 no. Oh. He would he would just he signed a deal with Hooters, and he would go, he would park his RV at Hooters <laughs> everywhere there was a tour stop. Rock Mornings with, with Craig, Craig Venn and Lucky. 94.9 The Rock.